Chapter 24 of Titus, a Comrade of the Cross. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Middleton. Titus, a Comrade of the Cross by Florence M. Kingsley. Chapter 24 I want to go home, Mother. Why must we stay here so long? And the child tugged impatiently at his mother's robe. Nay, my child, thou must be patient. We have not long to wait now. See, here is a cake for thee. Eat it while I tell thee again why we are here. For thou must remember this day to thy last breath. Tell me, said the child between his mouthfuls, looking up into his mother's face, when thou wert a babe, my Gogo, thou wast nigh unto death and this Jesus healed thee. Thou hast told me that many times. Give me another cake. I am hungry. Yes, my son, I have told thee many times, for had it not been for this Jesus, thou wouldst even now be lying in the grave, and I should be childless. My child, my love. And the mother embraced the little form with passionate tenderness. Why dost thou hold me so tight, mother? asked the boy shaking the curls out of his eyes. Oh, see that lovely bird? Never mind the bird, child, but listen. This Jesus is a king, the Messiah. Today he is coming along this road, and thou shalt see him. A king? Will he wear a crown? I know not. It may be. We shall see. But look at the people, thousands upon thousands of them. We have a good place here. We shall be near him. Nay, I like it not. I care not to see a king. I would rather play. Let us go home. Hark! Dost thou hear that? cried another woman who stood near. They are coming. What is it they are saying? Hosanna! Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest! Ah, tis a blessed day! to think that we should live to see it. But see the people running. But see the people running. They are stripping down the palm leaves. Why do they do that, mother? Again questioned the little one. Thou shalt sit on my shoulder and see. Now art thou as tall as a man, and can see farther than I. What seest thou? I see many people coming, and a man riding upon a mule, replied the child. Yes, yes, said the other woman, I see also. Can it be he? The people are shouting and throwing the palm branches before him. See, they strip off their garments and lay them also in the road. And now the procession was close at hand, and the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Give thou the triumph, O Jehovah, to the son of David. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David, now to be restored in the name of Jehovah. Blessed be he that cometh, the king of Israel, in the name of Jehovah. Our peace and salvation are from God above. Praise be he in the highest heavens. From the highest heavens send thou now salvation. Look at him, child. Tis the king, the Messiah. Shout now with me, Hosanna to the king. 
Hosanna to the son of David. Hold thy peace, woman. Art thou mad that thou teachest thy innocent babe to blaspheme? The woman, startled by these harsh words, turned about and fixed her eyes large with fright upon the speaker. She saw that he was a Pharisee, and clasping the little one closer to her breast, she said, I know not what thou sayest. He is the Savior of my child, therefore I praise him. But the man paid no heed to her answer. He was pressing forward into the throng which surrounded the master. Hearest thou what these are saying? he shouted angrily. Bid them hold their peace. The master turned, and looking upon him said, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he was near, he beheld the city, and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude answered, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. As the procession passed within the city gates, and the sound of the chanting and acclamations died away, one of a group of men in foreign dress who had been intent witnesses of the scene turned to his companions. What say ye to this, friends? he asked earnestly. Tis a wondrous sight. And the man! His countenance hath a look upon it that is not of earth. Know ye aught concerning him? I have heard, mine Apelles, that he is indeed, and in truth, the prince long expected of the Jews, and foretold in their scriptures. Even now they look to see him establish his throne in Jerusalem. I would fain see him and stand in his presence. I also, my Andronicus, said another. But how may that be? We are Gentiles, albeit converts from the pagan faith of our fathers, to the one, only, and true God. Would this king of the Jews suffer us to approach him? Nay, I know not, answered Apelles, but he hath not yet hedged himself about with the grandeur of a king. Didst thou see how even the children and women approached him fearlessly? Tis true, said one, who had hitherto been silent. If he be a king, he is a king apart from the kings of this earth. His followers be humble men. One of them is known to me. He hath a Greek name, Philip. Let us seek him and inquire further of this matter. And forthwith they all entered into the city and sought the temple, for there they hoped to find the man Philip. As they passed into the court of the Gentiles, the quick eye of Rufus caught sight of the man of whom he had spoken, about to pass into the inner court, whither these foreigners could not come. Starting forward hastily, Rufus touched him on the shoulder and said in a low voice, A word with thee, good friend. Philip turned himself about, and as his eye fell upon the swarthy face of the Greek, he drew back a little, and said somewhat coldly, Ah, Rufus, tis thou. What wilt thou? 
I would have speech with thee for a moment, replied Rufus. I and certain of my countrymen, like myself, converts to the religion of the Jews, have come up to the feast, and to-day we saw the man who is called the prophet of Nazareth as he entered into the city. And certain strange things concerning him have come to our ears. Sir, we would fain see this Jesus for ourselves, that we also may learn of him. Philip looked troubled. Friend, thou art a Gentile, notwithstanding that thou hast turned from idolatry to the true faith. I know not whether this may be, and yet, stay, I will consult with another of our number. Wait here, I will return speedily. So saying, he turned away and was quickly lost to view in the crowd which filled the place. The Greek beckoned to his companions. Thou art right, mine Apelles, he said bitterly. These Jews cannot forget that we are but strangers within the gate. He will not receive us then, said Apelles, in a tone of deep disappointment. Let us depart out of this place, and I care not whether I ever return. Nay, friend, thou art over-hasty, said Rufus, smiling at the impetuous young man. We have directions to wait here until the follower of the Nazarene hath made sure of the matter. Nevertheless, he reminded me that I was a Gentile. Tis a name that I hate. But see, he is returning. We have spoken with the master concerning thee, said Philip, and since it is unlawful for thee to come in to him in the inner courts of the temple, he will even come forth unto thee. He is ever merciful, and hath compassion on the lowest, he added. The proud, sensitive face of Apelles flushed at these words, but, but Andronicus made answer. Thy master doeth us honor. It may be that even we, Gentiles though we be, shall yet render him some service which shall be acceptable unto him. Philip bowed his head gravely, but made no answer. Then lifting up his eyes, he said, The master is at hand. And the Greeks, looking earnestly in the direction to which he pointed, saw approaching them the Jesus whom they had longed for. They bowed in lowest reverence before him, and Jesus, lifting up his face to heaven, said, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Then, looking searchingly into the earnest faces before him, he continued, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a grain of wheat fall into the earth and die, it abideth by itself alone. But if it die, it beareth much fruit. He that loveth his life loseth it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man would serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him the Father will honor. Here he paused for a moment, evidently lost in thought, then again lifting his face toward the cloudless spring heavens, he said in a tone of pathetic patience, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause I came unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then sounded forth a great and melodious voice, filling all the infinite space of the sunlit sky above them. I have both glorified it, and will glorify it again. The Greeks were awe-stricken at the prayer, and at its wondrous answer. Instinctively they covered their faces with their hands and sank upon the earth. 
It thunders, said one of a group of Jewish rabbis who stood by, enviously watching the scene. An angel has spoken to him, murmured others beneath their breath. The master, answering, said, This voice hath not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. We have heard out of the law that the Christ abideth forever, said one of the rabbis. And how sayest thou that the Son of Man must be crucified? Who is this Son of Man? And Jesus made answer, Yet a little while is the light among you. Walk while you have the light, that darkness overtake you not. And he that walketh in the darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have the light, believe on the light, that ye may become sons of light. Then he went away, and was seen no more of the multitude that day. And the Greeks departed out of the temple, communing earnestly together of all that they had both seen and heard. Let us tarry in Jerusalem, they said, that we may again speak with him. But the Jews believed not, for their eyes were blinded to the light, and their souls were filled with bitterness and envy. Yet, because of the voice from heaven, some even of the rulers believed, but they durst not confess it, because they feared the Pharisees. Verily, they loved the glory of men more than the glory of God. End of chapter 24